Welcome to the sixth episode of uh, Coal Region Campfire. Again, can't thank you guys enough. Uh, been getting great emails, a lot of feedback, and it seems like you guys are enjoying it. So hopefully we could continue to p keep putting good episodes out there with people uh, you enjoy. Again, find us on Facebook, Coal Region Campfire. Like us there. You could subscribe to us on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud, and more than anything, just tell your friends, family about it, and hopefully we continue to grow. Um, first things first, it is eggnog season. I am sipping on some nice lactate eggnog, which is pretty good, actually. Can't even taste the difference. Um, so just wanted to put that out there. Um, today's guest, Bo Orlando from Berwick. I got to know Bo uh, a little bit when we did the uh, George Curry uh, documentary last year. We had interviewed him, and prior to the interview, we were just setting up, and we were just talking about his football career, and I just couldn't believe just how illustrious it had been in terms of the, the coaches he played with, uh, the teams he was on. Uh, he was on some pretty significant teams throughout the history of the NFL and college, and just a great guy, very generous in the community, couldn't be more generous with his time, just a, a great guy all around, just has great energy, and is fun to be around. Um, so I reached out to him, and again, he was more than generous uh, to meet me at the uh, MA, as they call it in Berwick, I'm, I'm in the know now, uh, it's the Maria Sunta, it's a, it's a private Italian club, I uh, have some uh, heritage which uh, could get me in there. Um, but a little bit about Bo before we start. Uh, was a national champion at Berwick, uh, 1984, under uh, George Curry, as you know. Um, then went to West Virginia, where his senior year, he was a captain, and they played for the national championship. They were 11-0. They played Notre Dame. They lost. Um, it was Major Harris and uh, Tony Rice in that national championship game. And then coming out of college, he was uh, recruited by a little coach uh, named Nick Saban, who was his... Uh, defensive back coach in Houston. Um, so as you can see, definitely uh, has been around, has some great experience, great storyteller. So take a listen. All right, we're live. <laughs> we're li this is the Maria Santa. Yes, yeah, we call it the MA for short. So, the Maria so first question is, how do I become a member here? Uh, you can be well. If you're Italian, we can. Uh, you can become you a full some place strings. member. Yeah, yeah. But uh, otherwise, uh, uh, yeah. Just a general could be a social member. Right. You can come in and use it and have, you can eat at the restaurants open from Wednesday to Saturday uh, from, I think, from 5 to 10. Anybody can kind of come in and eat and go to the bar and have a couple of drinks. And how long has this place been here for? Oh, my God. Way before me. I'm, I'm 51. I mean, our grandfathers right. kind of uh, kind of started the whole so thing. So before, recently. like, a Berwick football game, would this place be packed or was it uh, after? Not, not now. Probably afterwards they, they would come in. Some people, some people, a lot of people come in for dinner. Right. They'll come early for dinner and then kind of go up to the games and, and, and really not that many restaurants, you know, come and go in, in Berwick. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, this is great. Yeah. So it's, uh, I you know, I got... I got married here. This is my reception. A lot of people, you know, you got the, this. Is like sorry, a deer hunter. ZD, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the ZD, the potatoes, all the Italian. I mean, it was just the when you remember, the price was just you couldn't be. I mean, it was right. Nine dollars, nine nine and a quarter a plate back in 1987. You know, it was ridiculous. With the with the band, probably. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, first off, thank you. This is great. I mean, ah. I, I I interviewed you for the for the Curry documentary, right. and when I was talking to you before the interview, I was like, man. You've had an incredible football career. Right. I mean, so you're a national champion at Berwick. Then you go to West Virginia. You play in a national championship I play there. For, yeah, I lose, but I play for a national championship. And 
then the NFL, you had an incredible career. I mean, I, 10 years? 10 years, yep. 10 Which is, well, first of all, let me say, um, you know, just when I first met you guys doing the video, I mean, you guys did a phenomenal, oh, thank you. phenomenal thank you. job. And, uh, I mean, you know, Coach at the tail end of his career, and, I mean, it was everything politically correct or whatever when he came yeah. back, but uh, Coach was a very integral part of my life, and uh, and I knew him. When, when you know him off the field more than on the field, um, it's it – He's kind of hard to explain. It was is an unbelievable mm-hmm. guy. Um, a lot of people knew him through just football, and like any small towns or anything, there's a lot of jealousy and a lot of yeah. things come with it. He helped so many people. He did so many things for people in the tail end. He kind of got the, you know, people wanted him out and bringing yeah. up all the bad stuff. Well, I mean, he 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 put Burke on the map. I mean, people don't even know what the hell Burke. I, I, I mean, even after we did the documentary, we still hear people be like, "Oh, you know, he he did recruit though." Yeah, yeah, and. I, I, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. And, I, like, and I, I always tell him, let's just say worst case scenario, he did. Right. Let's just say he did. He still won. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I mean, you can't argue six six day championships. You know, you, know, you still have to coach. The, the recruiting part, they said there was a few guys. Listen, I would have moved. When I moved down to, to Bethlehem, when I moved down Allentown, yeah. you know, back when my kids, when I was done playing, you know, at the time. Becca was was the cops. My kids were in Catholic school and they were going to Becca. If, and I didn't know what kind of athletes they were. Right. They were little. They were nine years old. Um, but when it come time, I mean, I was going to give my son, if he was an athlete, I was going to give him the, the best place to go to the, to, to the top yeah. place to, to get a scholarship. You know how much a scholarship Right. Is. So that's how people kind of viewed it. If it's somebody that moves in for the power plant, God love you. I would move in. You yeah. Because my kid, I, I, you know, I've coached down, at, uh, down in Allentown, Liberty, and Easton, I mean, some of the Easton kids come from New Jersey to wrestle. I don't blame them. Easton's one of the right. tops, you know. So they move in. And, and, and when you're from a small town, everybody's jealous. No one's ever happy. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Can I just uh, can I get a pizza? Sure. Just a regular time. Uh, yeah. The carnival one? Yeah, the carnival pizza. Anything on it? Um, no, that's good. Just, uh, just like it. Okay. Okay? And that's it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, I... I was actually Blue Mountain School District, which is the next school to go to Pottsville. No one recruited me. I just wanted to go to Pottsville because it was a better football program. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, so, we, you know, we played with um, um, who was the coach when I played? Um, oh my Flynn. God, Flynn. Flynn. Yeah. And his son, you know, I battled his son as a quarterback. Right. I mean, there we had some battles back in the day. Yeah. You know, and they were uh, they were great games. I I just know, you know, like. Uh, Mr. Flynn uh, at Mont Carmel, you have Dominic. Yeah. You had some icon coaches back there at Curry. I mean, you're talking some some really, really smart football. Well, Coach told us Jazz is who he modeled his program after. Yeah. I mean, Jazz, Jazz I tell you what, you played Mont Carmel. It was always, I mean, always, always a tussle to beat. What's his name? Um, Carl Kern said his uh, first game coaching for Berwick, he got up in the box and uh, he put on the earphones. And one of the assistants, Berwick, goes, don't even bother. And he's like, why? He's like, don't even bother. He puts it on. <laughs> he says the Mount Carmel fans cut the line underneath the. Are you kidding? So then he said they had someone go there. They had to retape in it. And someone just kept cutting the line. And he said, he goes, you know, you're, I'm trying to call down a play. Or not a play. Like, see right. what he saw. Right. To Coach Curry. And Coach Curry's like, I, I don't, don't, I, it doesn't even matter to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's the same thing. Keith Sealy and a couple of our guys have played some, you know, yeah. visual football Boston College, you know. And you just go to him and say, you know. 
like you, you do a lot of coaches now, and he just kind of looks at you like coach runs the secondary right. runs. Like it's probably the only guy I've ever been around that that knew every position that could have coached every position. Right. I mean, there are very few guys like you, you know we, we've talked about some some coaches. Some guys are more offensive guys, and some guys mm-hmm. are more defensive guys. I'm a, obviously more defensive guy, and uh, but I mean he coached offense, defense, and the, you know the stuff he did was just so far ahead. Of I, his I mean, we only got to know him for like a month and a half. And yeah. I mean. And you got—he was a quiet like that. When dude, you knew him back. Yeah, in the day I mean, when even he was, when he was when intimidating, we, he was in like. Well, his I remember voice. playing you guys. He was intimidating, yeah. and he, he used to have those, you know, the tinted uh, glasses. Yeah, um, his his voice, and and when he would come up and like kind of grab you, like he was a little strong. Little yeah, little, like in his voice, and he was starting like he didn't play when like. I don't care who you were. You come in with long hair and earring, like you were. You're out. done. You're, I don't care if you're the number one player. Like he, right? You were gone. He had what, what I liked about him is he had rules, not for each. You know, each guy he had right, right. one rule, and that was it. You didn't go. You didn't play. I don't care who you are, and that's just the way he was. And that's it. Just looking back, I mean, you guys could tell though. Like I remember freshman football seeing you guys and I'm, I'm like the QB the freshman QB I'm like what the hell man like <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was uh definitely you know but I mean he just uh well well getting back why why I was so emotional uh, doing the thing because because in the end he got some bad press and and, mm-hmm. and you know the thing with with some of the kids and, and how he coached him this and that well that's the problem with with our with America these days is that that you know the, the yeah, parents I mean, get too involved you right know, in our when our parents dropped us off, you know, when you got in trouble there, you got in trouble when you came yeah. home. So you got your ass beat twice. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and now they just stick up for you. They don't know. You know, I used to tell when I coached people, I said, listen, you come out. I'm on them every day. I said, I'd love to have you come out every day. Like, I, there's enough whistles. You can come and help. You know, I'm the DB coach, but you can come out and help right. to see. And you see a different thing. I, You know, I play. I don't care if it's my kid or not. I'm going to play the best four guys. Yeah. Out Why there would you thing. play the worst kid? Yeah. And you're, you're there to try yeah. to win a game. And it's uh, – and, and but getting back, though, like – like I said, he got some bad press, but what you guys did, I mean, he showed like kind of like a different size. Like he was an icon football wise. Mm-hmm. Like football wise, like I couldn't even sit like coverage wise. Like we, we would go have coffee with him in the morning, he'd be drawing up stuff. Like he knew, like, how do you play this? I would play, you know, I right. mean, he just had every freaking scenario. Like you could never, like he just knew so much, like the line and the guard, you know what I mean? But he was probably a better person that he was a coach right. and he was a phenomenal. Oh, like, yeah, he, and it wasn't what he fake. did for people like, you know, I told him, and this is right, probably about a year before he passed away, and I and I finally got the nerve up because still I have a lot of respect. Yeah. And I said, Coach, I said probably ninety nine point nine of us that played for you probably hated you when we played for oh, you. Right. But when we got out and seen, you know, what you taught us and those the discipline, the hard work, like all the stuff that you go through, like it was it was for a price, right? And not only in football, like in life. Like I still use today, I was like, "That's priceless." You know what I mean? I mean, we're, that's why we're. That's why when we had the reunion, like it was ridiculous. The four hundred guys in two weeks we had, you know, coming. I know, and you could respect. just tell. I mean, this this community up here is great. And I, I mean, Jason and I made a documentary. I mean, we every person we came to helped us. Yeah. No one, you know, any interview we wanted, any kind of tape we wanted. Right. And even today, like you know, my girlfriend and I will come up here like for the walk and stuff right. like that. We were at Bandits, and she found someone's like bracelet in the in the bathroom, and the person paid our our tab. And we're like, <laughs> wow, every yeah. time we come up here, people right. are like, "This is a really good community." And right, I'm obviously that's a testament to everyone up here. Right, but right. But I think Coach Curry was kind of the pinnacle of that. A- absolutely, I mean, he fed off the 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 tight knit family 
like you know, like like I said, this area that we're in, the Marine Center had a lot of times they were slow. Right. There was all kind of ethnic, kind of all over, and they were like strong communities, strong family, and he kind of fed off that. Where that was, he knows those, those kids mm-hmm. were hardworking kids, and he just took it to another level, athletic wise. Like he he put all the stuff that you did during the years at your homes, yeah, kind of put it into there. And in your when your parents give you the consent, like. He gets in trouble, you know. I mean, so I remember my dad, like, curfew was 10 o'clock. I'd be on the porch right outside of my screen door, and my dad said, if you have two minutes. If you don't get inside here in 10 o'clock, I'm going to the <laughs> I mean, I'm on the porch. Right. On my porch. He knows I'm not going anywhere. But that was just the kind of respect that, the, you know, Coach Yeah, I mean, and I don't think, I mean, now that it's not 20 years removed, like, Berwick was never number one team in the oh, country. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely. I mean, not, that's fifty five hundred schools. It's definitely not what it was because we played some. You know, they don't, and, and they probably can't now. If they're all, you know, they're off games. Right. It's only, it's only ten games, but I mean, you know, when we played Gonzaga and we played mm-hmm. you know, Wood, uh, was it Woodson from DC? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, you're talking some some prep schools. When we played Gonzaga. I was scared. I yeah. Mean, we, I mean, they were that's really great. Right. Thirteen. There was a prep school. I mean. They had some linemen and I mean some athletes. I was like, you know, we're watching them warm up. Like, holy shit! <laughs> like, you know, we're, and it was tied uh, first half, but they kind of beat us up physically. And then we came out, and we ran waggle, we scored on right, scored some. You know, coach had some some things up his sleeve, but I mean, athletically, whew, I mean, they were they were unbelievable. I, I mean, I just know, like in the coal region, Berwick. I mean, I remember I was a water boy for my brother's uh, team in uh-huh. third grade, right. uh, Nativity, and they they are actually they beat Southern Columbia. Uh, this one guy, Eric Mulvaney, he had three uh, returns. So on the bus, they were like, you know, like going crazy. <laughs> and then they start chanting, we want Berwick. We want Berwick. And I was like, uh, hold on. <laughs> Even at third grade, I right. knew that that was probably right. wasn't that a good was, idea. Yeah. But like you said, though, like we – we took it for granted like we didn't know like but well, yeah. you know I, I like to hear i like to like uh, i play with flannery john flannery right. and like to hear stories of like what people thought like coming in the walls like it was a special place. oh yeah like, it was you i mean know, we were just, psyched out I yeah because you guys put us in that little locker room right it was a little head oh, games there yeah well hey listen pottsville you know when little kids throwing stones at you walking oh, up really? the hill to, cause well we, you we played when, ba- when pottsville had the had the stands at the end zone too well, we uh, we had a change up into the ba- uh, the basketball. We had to walk oh, all the girls' gym. Way up to the hill. We right. walked all the way up. So to the, the kids side would be throwing hill. stones at you. Oh yeah. my God! They, you know, apparently you know, people swearing. You know, it's like it, like Berg would do the same right. thing if you had that long walk. And then you so, guys had the cannon, which always. Yeah, yeah, we had the siren, the siren, right, right. the cannon. Yeah, everybody had their little kind of thing. So now, okay, so you played this. Huge program in Berwick. How was it transitioning to West Virginia? For me, it was tough because I was uh, I didn't play much defensive back in Berwick, only in the big games because I was 155 pounds, uh-huh. so couldn't afford you know to get me hurt. You know, I mean my little frail. Right. So, um, you know, my 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 freshman year at West Virginia, I was we were I was just down there this past weekend for the Oklahoma State game, and uh, you know we were talking to some of the guys, and I said I tell you what, I had my bags packed twice. I mean, we're doing really? drills where. You know, I'm re- meeting Ron Wolfley. You know, he spent, you know, several years in the NFL fullback. Like, you're going to a cone and just, you know, a safety hit and a, and, and, right. and a fullback. And, I'm, I mean, these guys are down there just jacked like five-year, 50 year seniors. And, I mean, 160 pounds, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, man, what the hell am I doing here? You know, I mean, it was it, it was hurting. Back when, back then it was smash mouth football. I mean, yeah. it wasn't – I mean, you only threw the ball on third down. You didn't very seldom you threw the ball on first down. I mean, it was it was run, run. And pass if you had to, and pretty much like here, here we're gonna run right here, and you guys gotta stop us, kind of thing. And so when did yeah. you start starting down there? Um, I, I played probably. I think I only started. I only started my last two years, and I played some my redshirt sophomore year. 
Uh, but I started my last two years. And you were a captain your senior year? Captain my senior year, yeah. I almost got run out. I mean, we had a transfer from uh, from Miami. Uh, Basil, what was that? Basil Proctor came. He was 6'3", about 225. Came from Miami. He was a safety. And, and you were thinking? me down. Like, I just moved to uh, to uh, strong safety because uh, we had a uh, transfer from Ohio State, Terry White. Uh, Terry White came over from Ohio State. Uh, he was a free safety, so they moved me down to strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was starting in, and Basil come in, and I'm thinking, like, holy, this guy can run you know, right. four six. I'm like, well, and I ended up beating him out. He ended up uh, playing probably about three, four years for, with the Jets as an outside linebacker. He was, oh, geez. I mean, he was tough, but, I mean, he was so big. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I had my stints down there. Everything wasn't etched in stone. I mean, I and wanted to work the championship, I mean, you guys, who was, who was Notre Dame's QB? Uh, Notre Dame was um, um, was it uh, Rice. Oh, right, Tony Rice. Tony Rice. And you guys had Major Harris, though? And Major Harris, yeah. We, were, we, were, we had – our offense was um, really good. Major Harris, and then our line was all fifth-year guys. So, I mean, our right. line was really, really good. Uh, defensively, I mean, we were, we were ranked up there tough. We were undefeated, and uh, we were both undefeated. And Major got hurt, uh, like, probably the second series of the game. Separated his shoulder, stayed in. It was his opposite shoulder, but he stayed in. Oh, wow. Um, our One of our starting guards got hurt the first series, and then one of our defense. Was the Rocket on that team? Yeah, Rocket was there. Um, um, who's the guy from Harrisburg? Uh, it was the 49ers. Ricky Waters? Ricky Waters was the flanker. Oh, wow. Him and there, Rocket was there. Um they had the three amigos. They had Stonebreaker. Uh, remember the linebackers? The I don't. I don't remember those they guys. Had Michael Stonebreaker was the uh, was one of the linebackers. They had it was a defensive end and two linebackers, and they called them the three amigos. It was the, you know those guys, but I mean they were low. I mean they so were. So that was a Fiesta Bowl too, right? It was a Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, we played for the national championship there. How how cool was that? It, it uh, for us. I mean, it was it was really cool, but I mean. No, we heard during the week that, you know, Notre Dame wasn't allowed to do anything like they're there. I mean, we were party like, we're, right. <laughs> listen, Morgantown, Morgantown, West Virginia. That's like the best party school. It's country, like, right? yeah, and we were the tops for a while. And it's just a great, great place to go to school. And, and, uh, and, uh, and, and just like, just like kind of like here, like the West Virginia people are a very, very hospitable people. They love the party. They love the, you know, the entertain. Right. And uh, we still have a blast all the time. We, you know, we kind of go down. So we, we kind of went for, you know, for like just a bowl game and have a great time and they kind of went for business and it didn't end up very well for us but that was this that was we were the very first team to go undefeated when did you figure out all right i could be pro you know uh, my story is is uh, tell everybody like i we we were supposed to have like eight or nine guys drafted um you know i was i was all east you know two years but i wasn't like a you know a namesake player like a you know a huge, huge right player so um my name wasn't on the combines, you know. We didn't, we only had, I think we had like one guy go to the combine, and we used to have this indoor uh, building, and, and it's not the combine is not what it is now, and mm-hmm. it was it was totally different. So we would go run in this indoor shell building, and some of the scouts would come in and they'd kind of run you work you out. They really wouldn't work you out. They just kind of did your forties verticals, did a whole kind of thing. So I was um, the the Oilers and someone else came in, San Francisco, came in, and. Uh, I said, do you mind if I run for it? And he was like, oh, no, Glenn, I forget Glenn's last name. He passed away. He was a scout, which I got to be very close with Houston. But I uh, said, do you mind if I run? No, good, good. So I, I run, and he kind of looks at me, and he comes over here, and he's like, Orlando, Bo? Yeah, I said, yeah. And he goes, can you run again for me? I'm, I'm sure. So I, I go run again, and he he had me down. as like a uh, what I run. I ran four 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 seven and four wow. four eight. He's like, I have you down for a four seven five. I go, who? I said, 
I said, who wrote you down there? I go, 475. I, go, I never <laughs> right. I said, being weighted 100, 175 pounds. Yeah. I said, I was, like, I was like, no, I, you know, I've run like, you know, four five, you know, four. he's like, all right. So he, uh, apparently he went back, uh, a week later, um, they get a call from coach, uh, coach Nealon says, uh, uh, Houston Oilers there to, to work out. I said, okay. So, um, so I go out there. It's Nick Saban. Nick Saban's the DB coach. Uh -huh. I don't know him at the time, and he's not no big, you know. Yeah, right. So I go out there, and uh, you know, I'm just kind of pumped up, you know, like adrenaline's kind of going. Here's the NFL, you know, and this thing. So it's starting to come reality, kind of thing. And I just said to myself, I just wanted an opportunity, even if, if I just because I know how hard it was back then. Like, yeah, that was impossible. So I said, you know, so I just want a a, a free, you know. That worse, I'm gonna free agent try to go out there and just if if I if I'm not good enough, then I'm not good enough, and, and kind of at that. So Nick Saban came to work me out, and let me tell you something. We were out there for half an hour, and when you run, you know, as you run like uh, defensive back drills, when you have yeah, planning eight, eight or nine guys, I mean, you're, but you know, this guy's getting again, again, and yeah. turning, and you know, going, and and you get to go to the back line, kind of rest a little bit. Well, I was the only guy, so like I would. I would backpedal and kind of turn me and do a little ball drills and catch the ball, you know, 20 yards, 25 yards down the field. And me being the thing, I'm like, oh, man, I better jog. But, you know, I'm jogging back, right. you know, hand the ball. And a couple of times he kind of let me have a break. But, I mean, dude, it was like – Was he all business? It was it was all business for like 25, 30. And let me tell you something. I, I almost fell over like my legs were so tired because I had no one there. You know, yeah. I was just going rapid fire. And uh, he just wanted to see my – you know, later just wanted to see my feet and change the direction and everything like that. So uh, – so, you know, he goes and not thinking anything. And I think Sunday I was sitting there. I was, um, um, I, I got married at the end of my junior year. So I was sitting there with my wife. Uh, and we were sitting there in pajamas and our sweats Sunday. It was like Sunday around oh, maybe lunchtime, 1 o'clock. And uh, I get a call. And I'm like, hello. And he's like, uh, Bo. He's like, yeah, this is Nick Saban from the Houston Oilers. I go, how you doing, coach? And I'm, I'm not thinking anything. He's yeah. like, we just took you in the uh, sixth round. And I'm like, wait, this is the NFL. So this is not like, yeah, like it I'm, is today. And I'm like, uh, and I distinctively, cause like, you know, how people play jokes on, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, I just remember his voice. I remember Nick's voice. Cause he was just there like a week or two ago, you know? So I was like, okay. So he's like, well, we'll get in touch with you for, you know, coming down for camp in a couple of weeks, blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. You know, so got off the phone, our PR guys, you know, they heard call me. I was the first one drafted from the Oilers, from West Virginia. Right. We were supposed to have all these goals. I was the highest one drafted. So, um, so that kind of became, you know, like that and going to camp. And you had to earn everything. When I was there, it was all rook, rook, rook. I mean, it wasn't your name. And yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, so you didn't hold that or anything. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, you know, my my little sign and bonus <laughs> didn't make no dent. And but I had to. I. So you had to pick him and go to Houston right away. Uh, it was like. Like two or three weeks later, we went to. Now, did uh, you buy like a house there, or you just kind of? I didn't. Well, not. I mean, at first, I mean, would would I think I got like twenty or twenty five thousand dollars signing bonus? Oh my gosh. I mean, when you're a kid, like those, after taxes, you were like, what is <laughs> yeah. this? You know what I mean? And uh, how so, mad are you? You don't play today? Oh my god! Like, but you know, a, but like, I mean, it's still I, a lot of money back then. I, I was a player rep, and you know, I remember going in hearing stories from from these guys. Like I felt bad because I. Um, when I was with the Oilers, like we do golf tournaments with Elvin Buffalo and uh, um, uh, Earl Campbell, uh -huh. you know, and Earl's telling me, and here's like my my first year, I might think my uh, first salary was seventy thousand, I went up to one forty and one six, you know, this is, but I'm hearing Earl Campbell saying, yeah, he signed for his first contract was a twenty thousand oh signing bonus with a seventeen base or time. <laughs> like I'm looking like this is Earl Campbell, like are you kidding? So 
it's all relevant. Right. You know, we, I was a player rep, and we were there for you know for the building. So it's it's only. I mean, you can't say, oh, I wish I. I, I mean, yeah. I do wish. You know, one. You, hell, you start one or two years now, you 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 know, yeah, you're good. Right. You know, but uh, but we help build that and everything, and so hopefully. Uh, you know they keep up in the uh, the retirement firm, you know, and everything mm-hmm. like that, which uh, what they don't do because the current players that we were there, they didn't want to do it for the right them, you know them the the past yeah. players that built the, you know, it's like they, they paved the way for you, and uh, it, it's just hard to see. But the money now is just, I mean, even for for rookies is ridiculous because I think like the league minimum is like four fifty, right? It's it's cl- yeah, it's like four or four fifty, yeah. It's wow. ridiculous. Now on that, you had a couple of co-reaching guys on that Houston team. Yeah, right? I mean, it was we had four of them. We wow. Four co-regent. Um, well, Munchak was there before me. Okay. Um, I he's got a Penn there. State guy, right? He's a Penn State. He's a Scranton. You know, like okay. Scranton. Um, so it was Mike and then uh, then Johnny, then Pottsville boy, and then Flannery came. Uh, we picked Johnny in this, I think, second round. Johnny yeah, from Syracuse. from Syracuse. And then um, Gary Brown came to us from uh, Williamsburg. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. that's right. So we had four of us. We used to call ourselves the Coal Crackers. Yeah. Oh, really? And it was great because, uh, I mean, playing against – you know, Williamsport and Pottsville. Mm-hmm. We, had, we had battles back then. So then, you know, we become teammates. So all those guys, when John get Johnny marries a girl from, from Houston. Uh-huh. And so he has busloads come down for the wedding. And let me tell you something. I mean, it was it was a it was like being home. Like, really? You know, from, oh, it was a blast. I mean, you know, we, we had it up in the um, uh, the gallery in Houston. It's a has an ice skating rink. It's a mall. Uh-huh. It's an ice skating rink in the middle. And then it has a high-rise... Um, uh, like a hotel attached to it. Oh, so okay. It's a very high, right, right, dollar right. mall and everything. Well, he got married on like the thirtieth floor ice sculptures. You're, you're a guy from Pottsville, you know, and you have, you have all his buddies up there right. drinking beer, just like. You know, and I love. I mean, we love, We had a blast. You know, had a blast. Christine was. And then you had well, you had Buddy Ryan as your D coordinator, right? Buddy Ryan came uh, at first. I had Jerry Glanville. It was always oh, the right. circus. Yeah, Jerry was yeah. my first coach. He'd leaving tickets for Elvis, and you know, he's his training camp was just the circus because really? they all had cowboy hats on, and he would be working the crowd more than the players were. No, know, did he like know football? What was it like? What was? Yeah, Jerry. Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry just... knew some football. Had some. Had some uh, great assistants. Uh, uh-huh. You know, some of his assistants went on to be GMs. And now he's a players coach, coach, right? He's a players coach. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry was a good guy, and. Uh, um, it was just funny. Like he's always, always had little sayings. Like, what's what's NFL for? Not for long. Tell right, referees. Right. And like he would, you know, he, he'd be in the stands. Like he had air horn, you know, had hats on. He'd, hey, darling, you know this this guy. You know, it was like a circus. You know what I mean? So I he heard, was cool, though. He I was heard like, him on a Dan Patrick show, and he was saying uh, with Deion Sanders. They said when he when he played two sports, was it hard to get him? You know, because he was coming to camp late. Right. And he says, no, no, I, I used to use cat coverage for him. And he's like, what's cat coverage? He goes, I tell him, see that cat over there? <laughs> you got you him. Got him. <laughs> you, well, I'll tell you what, I, I would not want to be a corner in his system. He just, you, it was, it was man to man. I was, I, and you just blitzed and, and, you know, everything up front. I mean, safeties were just, right. And, and man, well, not so much man, but you always had kind of like a free. But so, but I mean, your practices, you're going into Warm Moon. Oh my God! Threw, uh, probably throw the, the most beautiful ball of, of all, Marino. Really, all those guys. Have and then you're you're going against like, is it Ernest Givens, Haywood, uh, Haywood, Jeffrey, Haywood, Jeffrey, Webster Slaughter, Webster Slaughter. We had we had guys come in from all over the place. I mean, I at one time went in and our four. And you want to you want to hear our four running backs? This is a really kick and a run and yeah. shoot. Here's our four running backs: uh, Alonzo Highsmith from Miami, uh-huh. Mike Rozier Heisman Trophy from, oh my God, right. from Nebraska. Uh, Alan Pinkett from Notre Dame, and the young boy was um, Lorenzo White oh, really? from Michigan State. I'm thinking like, 
how do they paint all these guys in a one back shoe? Like, what you know, what the <laughs> hell is this? You know, so I mean, we were loaded, and then you know, we had Mike Munchak, we had Bruce right. Matthews, Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, uh, Dino Steinkuller was Nebraska first rounder, mm-hmm. David Williams from Florida. He was the same year as me, but he's number one. I mean, we were we were loaded it's defense, too. I mean, I played with Wilbur Marshall, I played with right. all those guys. I mean, Chris, or, or what was the other guy's name? Dishman, Dishman, yeah, yeah. I played with uh, Chris Dishman, Bubba McDowell were great. I mean, we had uh. Wilbur Marshall came through. We had Sean White was an all-pro defensive end. William Fuller wow. then came with the Eagles. I mean, we just – we had – we had – you know, we, at one time, I mean, we had so many freaking first-rounders and so many high-night guys. Right. Like, like, it almost became – like, like it, it, we weren't as a team. It was kind of an individualist. Like yeah. We are just trying to make as much money as they yeah, could. Yeah, why not, right? You know what I mean? Like, because going to the Super Bowl back then, everybody wanted to go to the Super Bowl, but it wasn't as – uh, lucrative as it is now like yeah kind of for a contract right wise. so you know those guys were getting their money i mean they'd shut down i mean it was you know to me winning a playoff game and getting twelve thousand or fifteen thousand for for every you know, right thing was was big to those guys i mean they were making yeah right you know, but i mean i i i know this like when i played the only one guy was making a million dollars was warren just made a little bit i, I was looking at that yeah did givens ever do the dance in practice oh yeah oh yeah givens, givens if he was, beat you uh, would he do it givens would no he, he wouldn't do it so much in practice but he te- he he was uh ernest was a great guy man great teammate i mean he was a, he was a great guy he was, he was fun i mean he was uh yeah was i mean definitely i saw the football life the was it 92 oilers the, oh when uh, uh um with um yeah, it was on NFL Network. With Buddy Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, they kind of portrayed that. We were a little closer than that. I mean, yeah. they kind of portrayed it as there. But well, Buddy, yeah. But Buddy was like that. Buddy just liked always. You know, we went and practiced against uh, San Diego. Uh, you know, when they go out there and practice for two, three days. Yeah, yeah. Against, I mean, he just loved to see a fight. I mean, he just, really? he wanted, he just wanted the fight. Yeah, he just kind of loved it. He'd be, he'd be back there snickering. And, you know, now, did him and Gilbride really not like each other? Yeah, they. I mean, he hated the run and shoot. Yeah, they just they didn't talk too much. I mean, they didn't. And Buddy, Buddy was was what is in his elder years when he was with us. So yeah, we had a guy named uh, Ronnie Jones was his assistant. Okay, was his right hand man. Buddy was like the assistant head coach, coordinator. But Ronnie was a coordinator too. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, Buddy would come in in the mornings and. You know, he wouldn't say much people's names. He would call you by number eight times. Like, you know, he would call play out and he'd kind of mutter, you know. And yeah. He had the little. He'd, so he would get up and he'd draw on the overhead. Ours, our new stuff, this thing. And, and it would be like, like everybody, like, what the heck is that? You yeah. know what I mean? And then he would do all this and then he would just leave. He would just go out. So he, he knew how to get under your skin? Yeah, but he would just kind of, like, no, I mean, he's trying to do what is it, but it was chicken scratching his guy. You're right. So he would leave, and everybody's like, Ronnie, like, Ronnie be like, all right, hold on. Hey. He'd go over everything, you know, because his defense was the hardest to learn. Oh, really? Because why he was so good with the Bears and everything. And, and you ever, when you go back and hear his things, he always, you have to have a Mike linebacker and a free safety. Mm-hmm. You have to have them two guys. If you don't have smart guys right, right there, then so you're So Singletary and who else did he have in Chicago? Uh, he had um, Al Smith. Oh, right. Was our guys. He was very, very smart. So, um, but like he had Fensick and, and, and right. Mike and all those guys. And uh, so it was me and Marcus Robertson uh, for that, you know, for that year. Marcus, I hurt my knee and Marcus came in and uh-huh. most of the year. But what his defenses was is they matched up against everything they had. So, But it was memorized, so he'd give you the sheet, and you'd have tests at the end of the week. So he would have what he called a regular formation, okay? So he'd have all the formations down on the left, like eye backs. Yeah. They call them – everybody calls them different. Red is split backs. Blue is eye offset. You know, offset, right. pink offsets, brown, strong. So he had all the formations down, and then he would have a 
regular formation, a, a blitzed formation. And then he would have a 46 defense and then a 46 BTF, what do you call it, blitz the formation. Yeah. So there's four columns. So every, all of them down in every formation, there was a call on every one of those. So when he called in the game, all he did was call 46 defense. So they came out, trips right. So you had to know so what play. You had to know like 46 defense trips right up, 60, 60, and then if they motion, like, so you had to memorize. It was, oh, my gosh. It was hard. It was very, very hard. I mean, guys would be, like, looking at each other. If you didn't have a Mike linebacker and free safety, you were screwed. That's why Singletary just was, you know. Wow, I didn't know that. Smith actually made pro was very, very. But it, what it did, it matched up, like, as they game planned. You know, every one of their good plays or every one of their plays. Yeah. That they, he just had a perfect defense for it. Right. You know? But. Like nowadays, you try to guess. It's a yeah. guessing game off. Right. But dude, it matched up, but it was hard because there's a lot of times where guys ran the wrong defense because they couldn't hear it happen so quick. And yeah, yeah, yeah. To the line. And then people, if they quick huddle you, then you're, right. you're reaching. Then you get tired, then you forget the call. And, you know, <laughs> Mar Latham would be like looking back, like, <laughs> like shrugging my shoulders, like, don't know that you're on your own this one, buddy. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely interesting. I played for, Oh God, Glanville, and then, and then uh, you know Buddy came in, and then uh, Jeff Fish, you know Jeff Fisher came through. Oh, that's right. Uh, Fish came through. Like I said, uh, uh, Saban was there. I mean, we had some, we had some Gilbride, we had some characters come through. You know, so were you there when uh, Ryan went after Gilbride? Yeah. Well, I was, I was in that game, and what happened was Cody Carlson. Um, we 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 had the ball. It was right before half, and we had the ball. I think we got a fumble, and. Instead of, I think instead of just like taking a knee, I think we were ahead or something going in the yeah. locker room. Um, they tried these two passes, obviously, and he got he got sacked and fumbled, and they ended up the Jets kicked a field goal right in the first half, and that's when Buddy went over and he you know and that's like just take the knee you know and that's when he I mean the, the punch he thrown was like yeah <laughs> like two miles an hour you know, like, you know one of those I don't even would have heard if he hit him but. I was on his show. I had a good game that game, so I did. Buddy had a show every Monday night, and his wife was the sweetest lady, this most soft-spoken. Right. You know, Buddy was Buddy. So I'm on his show, and so they open up. The two guys that are hosting the show open up with the rock and sock and robots had had Gilbright's head on there. And they're <laughs> like, so he's like the sticker, and, and they're interviewing. He but, liked um, being a villain, though, right? Oh my God, he loved it. Now he now there was a radio show that I wanted to offer. Like seventy five thousand in a three three round fight, and he oh, said he would do. Oh, I remember Gil that. Yeah. He said he would do, and Gilbride said he wouldn't. Buddy wouldn't have lasted, you know, uh, thirty seconds in there, you know. But he just wanted to stir it up. Yeah, you know? yeah. Gilbride was very proper, and he would have. Right. He wouldn't have did that, but yeah, it was definitely. Uh, I've had, had some. Uh, Grab your pizza. I'm gonna actually change out my batteries here, so. Yeah, I got you here as plate. Oh, thank you. We're back. So okay, so you went up against some of the best players in the NFL like I mean you were playing in the heyday which I mean you're 150 pounds the last 10 years in the NFL's I was 175 when okay. I got to the NFL so I, I I played four years at 175 in safety in the NFL wow which is do you think if you played the NFL would you make it in the NFL oh today my God, no, not, not you don't think would you, I mean I just went down to the West Virginia Oklahoma State game and I mean you know everybody's getting taller and thinner. yeah they had one safety. It was six four. I mean, he was skinny, but he was six four. I'm like, right. man, I would get my left. You know what? I'd be yeah. six four. So everybody's just getting taller and thinner. The game, the game's nowhere. To, the guys don't tackle these days. I mean, the yeah, they do that. Tackling is horrible. The I mean, even like our older players were standing in the end zone, and I mean, it's just, it's just a different. I mean, 
I told you if if a player had thirty five catches for the year, he had a good year. Yeah. I mean now, I mean they have that in two three games. I mean it, it's ridiculous. Well, I remember like so even a QB if they threw thirty touchdowns a, yeah. a year. Now you when you go back to West Virginia, the people like remember you. Um. Yeah. There's there's a lot of people. I mean, yeah. Because. If you think about it, like West Virginia football, there's there's no pro teams in West Virginia. Yeah. I mean, so when we go back there, I mean, they're college, you know what I mean? Get people that are fans there for 40, 50 right. years, you know, whatever, how long. And I mean, and they remember, like, the older ones know, you know, who you are. I always get a, I used to work at a pizza place, and I and I went in the other day, and the guy didn't like, I, I worked there for like five <laughs> years. He had no idea who I was. Yeah, and I was like, I, I actually paved the way well, for you. Up until a few years ago. You know, it's like that, but like the older, the older guys will know you, but you meet some younger ones. Right, and everybody, like, yeah, who's dad, this guy? My dad might have heard of you. Yeah, like, yeah. You get a lot of that. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's nice because uh, like players that played in the '60s to the current players. Yeah. You know, when we come back, and everybody's like, once a Mountaineer, all I mean, you know. So I I've got to know a lot of guys playing through there, so it's pretty neat. You know? Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a couple names if you have like a little funny mm-hmm. story. Joe Montana. So he played Joe with Montana the- had uh, Joe was um, very very smart quarterback. He wasn't uh, he didn't have a, a strong strong. He line. was with the Chiefs when you played him, right? Well, yeah, he was. I played him with uh, at uh, San Francisco. Oh, okay, I played him both at the Chiefs, but he would come in and he would look. Joe would come up to the, to the center and he would look at your feet, like when you're playing a safety at a too high yeah. position. If your inside foot was up means that you're probably going to push out right go to a half field so he would look there so i would be like so he would come out look at my feet and i would switch my feet you know and i kind of go yeah. square like that and he'd start laughing so you know he kind of knew you know so he was one of them like little brainiacs i mean wasn't real fast everything but he just threw the ball like when you were on top of him and he had to throw it low and outside yeah. you know up and high like he just threw the ball where it had to be like he was accurate that way not as far as hard Right, he was accurate all over the place. People forget he was. I mean, he was a great high jumper. I think he high jumped like six six in high school. Yeah, he was. At, he was a little. He was towards his tail end. Yeah, you know when I was there, but he was still. I mean, he was just as accurate as all could be. I mean, he was. A, you know, uh, Jerry Rice. Jerry was a classy guy. Um, I actually have a picture when I hit him. Uh, Chris, we played him Christmas Day and beat him uh, oh. out there in, in Candlestick. And uh, he was a classy guy. You know, he got a little bit went with Oakland. Yeah, yeah. He got a little bad side. <laughs> but uh, when I played him, he was always clean. You know, nice tackle ball. Yeah, he was always real, real classy. How guy. how nice were his routes? He, you know, every everything. He was nice routes, but everything that San Fran did, it, it was one, two, three. The ball was out. I mean, it was all tight. right. And, and it, it's just so hard to watch. You know, a, a receiver like that because as you're reading a break, this night he takes one step, dig, and turns around, the ball's there. So I mean, you yeah, it's just like. Kind of like Troy Aikman in Dallas, everything was a timing. They had this route that um, um, Irving used to run. You regard, go against him? Well, I, I, yeah, but I was a safety, so I was yeah, not yeah. covering man, you know. But and for our corners, um, they had this route. He would run like I think it was like twelve or fifteen steps, and he'd either you know break it to the post or he'd break it, you know, break yeah, it yeah. inside, break it out. It was all time, so those guys knew. You know what I mean? But you can't sit and you can't guess. Right. So, but by the time you would guess on something, as soon as he would turn around and take that 12 step, his, his eyes turned. I mean, the ball. Would he, would he talk to you in a game? He was, he was, a, oh man, he was a, you know, we, see, we used to play them. The unique about the Cowboys is that we had, we moved our camp. We were in San Marcos the first two years I was there and then uh-huh. we moved it to San Antonio. They had their camp in Austin, Texas. It's San Antonio and Austin are about 45 minutes away. So, okay. We would we would scrimmage them once there at their camp, and then we practiced in the old Alamo. Uh, oh, okay. There's an Alamo Stadium, 
Yes. So okay. There's an Alamo, uh, uh, the dome now, but there's an Alamo Stadium north of San Antonio. That's where we had kind of camp. So we'd scrimmage him one time there. It was a it was a high school or whatever stadium. It was pretty nice. Was yeah. Fifteen twenty thousand. Oh wow. It was like a little bowl, but it was called the Alamo Stadium. So we'd scrimmage him once there, and then I played them. God, I don't know. I played them two or three times in um, um, in Mexico City. You know how they used to have. The oh yeah, 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 yeah. So we would play down there. So I knew the cow. I mean, we were right. friends with all of them because we played so much. Yeah. You know, damn football. But he would come in like. Well, we'd get to Mexico City, so the FBI agents and everything would have us in Dallas in the room, and they'd be going over, watch this, watch this, don't go here, you know. Yeah, yeah. They'd cap, you know how they try to get you for money, and he'd always, Irvin was always chapping in the back, like shut up, Mike. You know what I mean? He was just like one of those guys that wouldn't shut yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? But uh, it was all in funny. You know, a couple of our guys played with him. You know. Did you play him in college? No, I. Um, you know what? I take that back. I was a, I was. It was early in my sophomore year. I did. We played him. Man, we got trounced, but I didn't. Uh, they came. How was it? Time. How was it going to Miami? Oh, those guys. Now we. I didn't play them there. Like it was after that they joined the Big East. Oh, like okay. I was gone, but we played them my um, my sophomore year with Vinny Testaverde. Oh, oh, we got waxed. I mean, they had uh, Bratton. I mean, I love Testaverde. They were loaded. I mean, I mean, they were. We. We were younger, so we stayed to watch in practice. Like we're in the bleachers, like yeah. look, 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 look at this. I mean, because they had all well. I mean, they were right. Back, you know, back in the day, they were they were the shit. You know. So, what about uh, uh, Bo Jackson? Uh, Bo Jackson was probably the the, the most uh, physical specimen. Like I remember, I was I was young, so I was only uh, I mean, that was a rookie. I was on a practice squad, so the first time he came in. You know, he came in Oakland. I'm like, oh my god! Like he came out, he was six three, two forty, like just. Oh. Like, and back then, like you're like, holy you're right? Shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like that running back runs four three, like no way, you know. And uh, he he was just uh, I, he didn't say much, but he was just north and south. He just he just looked strong, like he would. Uh, See ya. See you, Lamont. He would just uh, he would just kind of run you over, you know what I mean? Yeah, because Bo Jackson's one of those players that if he played today, he'd still be. Good. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, um, funny story that. Uh, uh, Al Del Greco, who was a kicker in the league, mm-hmm. was probably yeah. one of the top golfers at the time. Al and I are very, he's still one of my close friends I, I keep in contact with. But Al went to uh, Auburn with him. And he said yeah, they'd have their spring game and they would, you know, Bo, they would go in the locker room at halftime and they, they'd bring Bo out. And he would run like in his bare foot and they'd give kids like 20 yard start to a 100 yard dash or, or 50 yards, whatever. And he beat all the kids, and, you know, because he was like 4 3. Right. And just to have some fun. But he said he was. A, Al said he was just a great guy. I mean, he was just a down Yeah, my buddy works down there. He said he's met him a couple of times. Oh, he really? really? Yeah, nice. he yeah. Said he's a very, very down-to-earth guy. Two iconic games in the NFL. You were on the losing end of Frank Reich's and the Bills' comeback, right? Yeah, that was that was a nightmare. Yeah, well, I— Were you injured? T- yes, I came okay. back. I, I, I was starting that year, and I uh, tore my ACL. We played—we opened up with Pittsburgh. We beat Pittsburgh, and we were in practice the second week, and I— we both went up for a ball, me in the corner, in the receiver, and somebody hit, kind of hit my knee, and it kind of, oh. I, I, I sprained my ACL. I didn't sever it. Right. It kind of so I was out for like 10, 11 games. I was debating on whether to get surgery. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't, I didn't forgo and get it, and I came back, and I was in a brace. I was just only in special teams, but that game was, you know, my. We had them 28 to three at half, mm-hmm. and we come out. Bubba McDowell picks like the first or second play, you know, uh, off. And goes for a touchdown. We're up thirty-five to three. Right. My couple of my friends from Burke are Buffalo fans. Are at the game, 
And one of my buddies was a Pittsburgh fan, so I'm like, here, you know, I'm thinking yeah. of my alma signs, like, here we come because we're going to Pittsburgh yeah. the AFC Central game or uh, AFC uh, uh, championship. Yeah. So we go there. My mom's visiting me because I just had a daughter. She was there like a month ago. My, my daughter, so she gets on a plane. We're up 35 to 3. She lands. They're like, oh, my God, the greatest comeback ever. She's like, what the hell happened? You know? When, did you, when oh. did you realize we might lose this game? We busted like two or three coverages. And that's when they scored. And they just come back. And then probably when we went, we got to be two touchdowns up. Dude, the crowd was just. I mean, yeah. insane. Like Buffalo is like a like a high school, like very very close. Right. And back then, I mean, they're just rotten fans. I mean, you know, you have to drive through neighborhoods to get there. I mean, they're yeah, just, yeah. they're just rotten rotten fans. I mean, and they, it got so loud and the momentum just swung, and it was kind of like you just were expecting things to happen, right. and then Warren threw a pick, and it was just like, oh my god, and it just one thing after another. A couple funny stories after that. My uh, Gail Gilbert was the backup to Frank Wright. And when I went the a year or two after that I went to I went to where I went to San Diego. Mm-hmm. When I transferred San Is that Bobby Ross San Diego? Uh, Bobby Ross okay. was there. So Gil Gilbert was there. And he tells me the story. He was warming up to go in for Frank Wright. When it was thirty five to three. When it was thirty five to three. And then they scored and they were like, Well I'll give Frank another another series. Right. And it just kept then <laughs> it kept going and going. I was like, God damn Gail, I wish you would have went in there. So uh but that yeah, he was he was warm. He was going in the next series. I'm like, damn, you know, you know. So, uh, but it was just something. It was just the momentum was just ridiculous. Now was that was that offense hard to stop? Like Thurman Thomas? Well, Reed? not that it was so hard to stop. That they were they were they kind of run what they run now, like the no huddle, right? Like you know that that wide open, yeah, yeah. four wide. No one saw it back then. And when they did no huddle. I mean, you were gassed. Gassed, right. I mean, you made so many mistakes because you were just freaking tired and you couldn't get back and play that. I mean, imagine just going. Right. You know, I mean, you were blown coverages. This and that. That's what happened. I mean, they were just, they kind of got us on that. So, I mean, let alone they were good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Thurman ran, you know, there's a couple, there's a couple of tailbacks like uh, Emmett Thomas wasn't the fastest. And same thing with, with, um, with Thurman. He ran. They run behind our guys so well. They just slid, right? And kind of, you know, they grab them and hold them, and so you couldn't see them. And then they would go down because you never get a good shot on. Yeah. Them, you know, and so uh, the receivers they had. I mean, Andre Reid, yeah. Hall of Famer. I mean, they had BB. They had you know all them guys there. I mean, they were very, very good. James now Hall. another game. You were part of the snowball game. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the we, Giants. Uh, we beat the uh, Giants when I came. So, with so the fans for those at home, listen, the fans were actually throwing snowballs at the players, right? Well, we had to... Um, That's when we were Chargers, right? You were yeah, we were the Chargers. You had to sit on the bench, um, and you couldn't take your helmet off, because they were, like, firing snowballs really? from the upper deck. You know, that hurts. Yeah. On top. So, you'd be sitting on a bench, and pop, 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 you'd be pounding. They, you'd just see them hit all over the place. But, um, it, it, not that it was funny, but we had this, uh, an old uh, equipment guy, and his name was Doc. He was our head guy. He actually got hit in the cheek with a snowball. Oh, jeez. And he went down. So, like, you know, like he got shot. So, you know, we kind of took care of him there. So we're in the locker room. Once Doc was was okay and everything, you know, you have the TVs in their locker room. Well, they start looping it. They got a thing of it. Like seeing, oh, Doc, bam, like you got <laughs> shot. Like, pow, you know, and Doc was going down. Like, so it was kind of, you know, it's kind of funny. But, I mean, they were just lambasted in people. How, like I mean, that old Meadowlands, too, the wind was awful, yeah, right? Yeah, it was it – was, they're, the snowballs were they would reach like a little bit before the hash like you know from, okay from the sidelines out about 10 yards 
It was about how would they, they wouldn't reach in the middle of the field. It was a, it was a throw, but I, you'd see them, it, like, snowballs be like, pam, 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 just like pounding everywhere. It was pretty wild. So, okay, so you go uh, eight years with Houston? Six years with Houston. Houston, then San Diego? I go to San Diego for a year. Cincinnati? Uh, Cincinnati for two. And then you finish up with the Yeah. And then the I, had, I had to beat, um, I was a free agent because I hurt my knee. And I was a free agent. I had to, uh, I had to compete with a guy named Rodney Harrison. Oh, jeez. It was his second year, so I actually beat Rodney out uh, of the job I played behind Junior. Oh, wow. So I was a second lean talk behind Junior. Signed a two-year deal, and all my incentives, if I made all my incentives, my second year got null, and then I get to redo my deal. Right. So I had a young agent. redo re, uh, So I become a free agent. I have a good year. Of, like I said, I'm second tackle behind Junior. Um we do this, we get a coordinator, for, and I'm waiting. So they do Al Papuno was a tight end. They were uh-huh. doing his deal and one other guy, and they're going to get to me. So we're waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, next thing you know, we get a new coordinator, Dave Adolph from Kansas City. They bring over, um, um, oh, my God. He was an all-pro. Uh, he was at the later year of his career. I forget what his name was. He was an all-pro safety. They signed him to a one-year deal. So then I'm out of a job. Uh-huh. So. My my agent was from Cincinnati, so at the time Cincinnati was the only team that didn't have a starter. Yes, uh, free safety. So right. Dave Shula was there, so um, I actually got the call. I was on uh, playing golf in in, uh, in in Florida. A guy from Berwick owns a uh, a golf course down there, and he was having a couple. A lot of guys from Berwick went down there to play golf. So we went down for the tournament. And everything. And me and my roommate are there. And I wasn't there, and he called my room because you know, for you know, cell phone. Yeah, right. You know, so he called my room, and my roommate's like, yeah, right, this is Dave Shule. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, the, so it was this. So I had to call him back, and so I signed with, uh, ended up signing. So then Seau, I mean, was he intense? Uh, it was, uh, well, you know what, Junior, Junior, I put it to you this way. Junior's probably the only guy that can, we call cover two, like a zone defense, yeah. and blitz and sack the quarterback. Like, he really? would do, you know, sometimes he did stuff, stuff on yeah. his own, but he was just such a physical specimen. I mean, here's a guy, you know, back in 1995 that was, 250, you yeah. know, 6263, built like a Greek god and just right. can run. And I mean, he, you know, he's smart and he's just all over the field, you know. And I was the backside, I was the free safety, so he was the 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 will, the weak yeah, yeah. backer. So he got to do a lot of things. So that's how I made, that's how I was second lane tackler. He'd be, he'd be all over right. the place trying to go. He'd take a lot of chances because yeah. he could, you know what I mean? He was making the money. He was a franchise. He was the guy. He seemed like one of those guys that. Because you know some guys on your football team, they're you know they're yapping. Yeah, you're like, right. just shut up. You know yeah. what I mean? No. He seemed like you when he talked. You actually like. Oh yeah, yeah. Junebug didn't play around. Like yeah. when Junebug, uh, we called him Junebug. You know, when, like when he said something, you kind of listened. He balled out. I mean, he wasn't you know playing around. I mean, I, mean, he, I used to love even him. Even when he made mistakes, I mean, he was he was full bore. You right. Know, so you can't fault anybody like that. Uh, then you go to Pittsburgh. You play Cordell Stewart. Cordell, uh, Mike Tomzak was there. He was the backup. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, Mike was there. Uh, well, no, no. I, I'm sorry. I went from uh, San Diego. I went to oh, uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati. So uh, Jeff Blake was there. Um, I played for, like I said, David Shula. Uh, Dave gets fired. We go, I think we go two and five the first seven games. They fire him. Uh, Bruce Cosett was our uh, oh yeah was our uh, offensive coordinator, and then um, uh, er, uh, Anderson, the quarterback for Cincinnati. Um, what's his first name? Oh, back in the day, uh, Ken Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Ken Anderson, was right. Quarterback coach. So we had, you know, they have the kind of got it. Well, Coslet becomes the coach halfway through. Following year, I mean, we have Kajana Carter from Penn oh, State. Oh, Penn State, we right. Garrison Hurst came in. Like, there's, you know, a crew of guys right. that come through. And then um, Garrison actually beat uh, Kajana out. So he became our running back. The next year, he leaves. 
um, you know, Kaza becomes a head coach, and then Dick LeBeau comes in to be my coordinator. Oh, wow. Yeah, Dick LeBeau comes in to be our coordinator. Or not, or was Dick there? Who's still coaching? Dick was there. Yeah, Dick was there. Matter of fact, my first year he was there. Uh, Dick was there. But then uh, Boomer came. We got Boomer back to Cincinnati. Boomer Sison came back my uh, second year in Cincy. So he uh, he kind of took over the helm right. and got their break. So. When you went to Pittsburgh, did you play with uh, Woodson? Uh, no, Ron was uh, Ron left. Ron was was he the Oakland just left, and that's the reason. <clears throat> that's the reason he's the first place he went because see, Ron went to school with uh, uh, Dishman, who played. Oh, I played right, with for Purdue. six years. Okay. So I knew Ron, you know, before then, and we played, you know, in AFC Central. So when I went to Pittsburgh, I was twenty six, nine out of my ten years. I was okay. 20. When I got to Pittsburgh, I didn't want to because he just left. And he right, was, that's why I was twenty six in high school. Oh, really? Because yeah. Ron was, you know, so when I went there and. I, I took 21 because I didn't want to be because Rod was there. I'm yeah. like, oh, Rod's, yeah. So, Deshae Townsend was a rookie. Oh. You know, who just, you know, he was there. So, he had – and then I thought about, like, during camp, like, saying, Deshae, I'm, I'm going to swap with you. But I never did. I kind of – Right. Here, so, that's what uh, – you know, that's – Yeah, thing. I was 26. Actually, I was happy when I saw you were 26. And then I was even happy when I found out you were Italian. I was like, <laughs> I told my dad, I'm like, not many, the, the, not many Italians back <laughs> not, there. Not yeah. many Italians. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, okay, so you retire. So today, like, what, what do you do today? You're- I do, um, um, you know, I, I, I coach for a while there. I'm trying to get, actually get into, like, you know, college coaching. But uh, I, I should have did it a long, long time ago. I've coached high school for 10 years, and I was at uh, Division Three in Moravian mm-hmm. uh, by us. I coached here for two, three years. I really want to get back into coaching. I do a little, I do a little uh, construction, you know, flip some houses. Yeah. I do. I love work with my hands. I mean, I do bathrooms, kitchens. I've done all. I can build you. I do all, everything but working on the uh, the furnace. You know, the, right. uh, the AC. I would do everything else. I do my own plumbing, my own life. And you're still here in Berwick. Still here in Berwick. I uh, I live in Allentown. I come here and, and, and do some work in, in Berwick. And uh, you know, same old people. I stay with my mom. That's uh, awesome. You know, stay with my mom. Got got some homemade cooking every right. night. And uh, you know, my sister lives next door. So. It's kind of nice. We're That's great. Nice. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Again, find us on Facebook, SoundCloud. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everyone you know. Tell everyone you don't know. Uh, just get the word out there. And again, any guest ideas, any ideas in general, please feel free to reach out. I've been getting some really good ones that hopefully I'll be able to put in motion. Thanks again. See you next week.